Welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast. Hi. I'm Tara. And I am EJ. And we're here uh, recording another podcast. Excited to be here. We've been super busy at work, right? We've been very busy at work, yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah, we've had a lot of couples. And I don't know, it's kind of cool. I feel like we're seeing a, a, a better balance right now of couples who aren't just coming in like right when they're in crisis, but right. also some people who are just coming in to kind of you know, do some preventative work. I do. I think, I mean, our motto out there is like, can your relationship be better? And I would guess that 99.9% of people would say yes. And Absolutely. so, yeah, we're trying to kind of destigmatize, you know, that couples counseling is for just, you know, couples in crisis mm -hmm. and it's more about prevention and wellness. Yeah, and I think, I think couples are like getting that. I think they're, you know, they're reaching out before things have gone, you know, like really bad to the point where it feels like, you know, their, their relationship is unstable. We had a couple... And that couple's counseling is the last resort. Yeah, and we've, we've had a few couples start just recently who are, who are just like, hey, we got these like problems, they're kind of nagging and we want to deal with them. One's having so. a baby and they just want to make sure that, you know, they've got each other's back during yeah. their first year of parenting. and It's really cool to see. It is great. It yeah. is great. Cool. All right. All right. Well, we, uh, we have a topic for uh, this week's podcast. You want to introduce it, T? I love this one. The grass is not greener. The grass is not <laughs> greener. What do you mean by that? I mean, I, I think when we start to experience uh, disconnection in our relationship, we, you know, not everyone, but there's this feeling that maybe out there someone else can make us happier. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a person. It could just be any externalized, you know, whether it's job or, you Yeah. Know. I think just when, uh, when things get complicated, it's, it's easy for people to just start looking like, well, this person is showing interest in me or, or this other life seems the, like the one I should be living mm -hmm. or this comparing. activity is more important than my partner. I think the grass is not greener is just this idea that uh, we don't have to go looking outside of our relationship. You know, we can, we can make it work inside. And so we want to help you guys um, really, really look at this idea of when we start thinking that there's something better out there, how to notice when it's happening, how to understand why it's happening, and, and maybe how to deal with it. Yeah, and I think we should talk about that today. I mean, disconnection happens in most relationships, absolutely, you know? Absolutely, um, It's though, it's where that story starts, like, oh, could someone else make me happier? Is there someone better? Um, and so, and, and that, in our podcast number tune, tune in, tune out, we did a lot of discussion around what disconnection looks like yeah. in the relationship. So if you want to, you can refer back to that. Yeah, but disconnection is definitely, you know, that, that episode will really give you a more in-depth talk about that one concept. But I mean, disconnection is one of the key things that would tell you whether you're going to start looking outside. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're just not feeling like, wow, we're just not on the same page, like things just aren't vibing, like we're frustrated with each other. Yeah. So why? Why are you looking for that greener grass? Okay. So some of the reasons, right, yeah. is low self-esteem. Yeah. And maybe we look outside of ourselves to feel better, to feel more desirable, because um, it's hard to get it at an individual level. And then we expect our partner to give that to us. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a big thing we get out of our relationship, especially early on, is we have somebody who just makes us feel like 
amazing about ourselves. Yeah. We feel like attractive and we feel interesting because they want to talk to us. And it sort of soothes us. It like pumps us up. Mm-hmm. But we also know, right, that um, that an external source of our own self-worth is unreliable. And so one thing you can really stay attuned to is like, wow, is is my low self-esteem leading to some feelings of disconnection? And maybe, you know, kind of go in that next step, is my low self-esteem leading me to look for other sources to make mm-hmm. me feel good about myself, right? Yeah. I think high levels of stress, I think that we are all going, 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 and that leads to everything kind of taking a priority other than our primary relationship. So then we start to feel bored. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, one of the ways that high levels of stress can lead to this is just like this, the whole like escapism of another love interest or or somebody getting our attention is that like if our life feels like super stressful and we're just like booked up and we feel like we don't even like really have choices that we're just on a treadmill, gosh, you know, somebody showing interest in us or showing interest in somebody else other than our partner would be a huge distraction from the level of stress. I think another reason why we look for that greener grass is because we have so much blame or judgment to our partner for not making us feel fulfilled, right? And that that anger, that resentment causes that disconnect, which then uh, someone else can be better for me. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I think, you know, we, we, when we were preparing for this, we talked about is, and, and it kind of relates back to uh, a previous episode as well. We had a whole episode on... Um, on Faulty wiring? Yeah, how the, how the past affects our, uh, yeah. our present relationship. And, uh, and I, I think sometimes we might just have a pattern. You know? Oh yeah, that's yeah. Huge. We might just have a pattern that that in in past times and in, in other relationships we really go and look for you know something new, something you know? new, something that feels good, that feels vibrant. That we get bored in relationships, and and the longer you're with someone, the more complex it can get. And maybe yeah. people don't want to deal with complex feelings, so yeah. they want the more lighter, airy, yeah. <laughs> euphoric high. And really knowing, Does not like, last. yeah, man, is that something that I have to be aware of? Like in my past, have I looked for greener pastures, you know, and, yeah. and knowing like, hey, this might just be a pattern I have. This might be just something, you know, I do. And there's, you know, also differences in libido. And we're going to be uh, doing a podcast on intimacy in a couple of weeks. So we will definitely go further into detail. But differences in libido can yeah. definitely make you think the grass might be greener somewhere else. Absolutely. Wanting that thrill again, right? You want to have the, those chemicals flowing through your body mm-hmm. that you have when you first meet somebody. And then, I mean, ways, ways that we look for that greener grass. Um, I think a big one today is stalking exes via yeah. social media. Yeah, social media is like a super easy way to kind of look for, uh, for something appealing outside of your relationship that might start off feeling really benign mm-hmm. you know but then that comparison starts to happen and yeah and yeah. it's kind of sneaky too it kind of sneaks up on you you're just like oh like how's that girl doing like i haven't thought of her in a long time and then all of a sudden you're like visiting that every day and then you're remembering those like moments you had together when yeah. it didn't feel so difficult yeah 
Yeah, um, another place where we look for greener grass is the workplace and feeling drawn to someone or crossing those emotional boundaries with someone because we are feeling disconnected in our primary relationship. The workplace is a very easy place to start crossing those unhealthy yeah. boundaries. Yeah, I think like a, like a real sign in that is, is just, you know, our primary relationship is very complex. There's a lot going on. We have responsibilities together. We, uh, you know, we've spent a ton of time. We have past history and just new people, whether it be in the, at the workplace or at the gym, you know, our relationships with those people are so simple that it's easy to like think like, wow, like, you know, mm-hmm. actually I, I should be with this person. But really it's, it, it's such an unrealistic thing to, to, to look at it this way because that person would eventually have just as complex of a relationship. Exactly. You know, so I think, I think when you're just looking to, um, to other people where you have very simple relationships with them and thinking all of a sudden like, wow, they're the person that's going to be able to just like meet all of my needs. Right. And I think like, I think it's a subtle disconnection Right when we think the grass is greener, I know we said that a lot today. Yeah. But there's a subtle disconnection. Maybe you start spending more time with friends. Maybe you start, you know, spending more time at work. You're just creating that space and freedom to really justify that. Yes, the grass is for sure greener. Yeah. Another um, but, big one. But is it? Yeah. Another big one that that um, we've definitely seen a number of couples come into us with issues around is when one partner starts to look at maybe, you know, pornography Mm -hmm. or other just like, you know, uh, sort of visual content that they find interesting. And again, it becomes this very private thing. They're not sharing it with their partner. They're not even letting their partner know. And, And it's the same concept, right? It's like, it's like, wow, this is interesting. This is exciting. This gets my heart pumping. Just like my partner can't. Yeah, Again, that's yeah. the story. And, and we really try to help couples understand that the story exists. It's normal. But if you stay in that story, it's not going to go anywhere good. No. And, 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 I mean, and then some interesting statistics. Um, in a Psychology Today study, so 50% of first marriages end in divorce. 67% of second marriages end in divorce. Wow, that's and amazing. And 73% of third marriages end in divorce, which would then make this hypothesis that the grass is not greener probably seem more true. No, yeah. There's a famous quote, I forget who it was, like, it might, I forget who it was but um, wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's I think, what this, uh, what this statistic really points to is like, you know, you may think that the next person is going to be the solution to your problems and everything is going to be much better. The be all but, end all of this yeah, but a, of but fulfillment. A, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think we've talked about this before, about how, you know, from relationship to relationship, you can be with very different people and find yourself dealing with the same problems. Yeah. And so, so the solution clearly isn't finding greener pastures, you know. Instead... Can you tell the ego that? Yeah, yeah. It's sticking it out, right? It's, it's being like, really aware. I mean, we're, we're going to get into solutions next, but the ego, right, that is, it just always wants more and it wants to constantly be fed. And, and that's why a lot of people do go outside of their relationships because the ego wants more and more and more and more and it's hungry. Yeah. And the more we can be really mindful around, hang on, yeah. 
because yeah. it's very ego is very instinctual. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to get into solutions? Now? Yeah, let's start yeah. talking about like what I mean. I think solutions slash like like how do you know it's going on? You know, so you're identifying it. You know, one thing is just is just the awareness that like man, both of us are just sort of, you know, we're not making each other a priority. You know, if or you're, you're just, yeah. yeah, if you're finding yourself just like, you know, distancing yourself from, the, from your partner and you do find yourself on Facebook a little bit more, you know, and being okay, um, checking in with each other about it, I think yeah. is, a, is, a, is a huge thing. I mean, I think it starts off with like, yeah, this happens in a lot of relationships and there are, you know, the statistics out there are 50% of first marriages end in divorce. Like, how do we... How do we not let that happen to us? Yeah. I mean, we work with a lot of young couples in normalizing, you know, uh, patterns like this of letting them know like, hey, right now you, you guys might be each other's everything and, and you may never, couldn't even imagine wanting to be interested in something else. But let's, let us tell you, like there's, there's a decent chance at some point in your relationship, mm -hmm. you're going to have a little bit of a wandering eye or you're going to like you know, not make your, your partner the priority and just like sort of identifying way ahead of time that this could happen. Well, this is one of the biggest things we do. So we started this group called Wind Sparks Fly and it's more of like a group setting with eight couples, usually premarital or newly married. Newly committed, yeah. And we really help them build this solid foundation to be able to have problem solving skills and coping mechanisms and ways and systems to be set up so that when this starts to happen, they have a lot more awareness around yeah. like, hold on, we knew that this could happen and now we have these skills and we know what to do when this does happen. Yeah. So you're, you know, we have them talk about it ahead of time before yeah. again, a crisis happens yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, just identify that, hey, you know, this is a warning sign that something is going on in your relationship. You're, you're looking other places to get your needs met. I think another, um, for couples who are experiencing unfulfillment, um, lack of satisfaction, that really marriage counseling, whether it's individual counseling to kind of, you know, process it yourself or going to a marriage counselor can really, you know, it can give you the support you need in a safe manner so yeah. you guys can hear each other and talk about it and understand it better together. Yeah, yeah I think that's great. I mean, I think, and again, the earlier you sort of get in there, the better off. You know, if you can identify really early on, like, man, I just don't feel like I'm getting everything I need. And so I'm thinking I want to get it someplace else. And being able to, I mean, not that that's not a tough conversation to have with your partner, but being able to tell them and say like, hey, why don't we like, why don't we just look at a couple of marriage counselors or, mm -hmm. or, or, or even, you know, sometimes if your partner's not totally there yet saying like, I'm going to go to an individual counselor and I'm going to talk to them about, about like, you know, how, what's going on inside of me and why I'm doing this. Cause I love you and you know, no. I don't want to look any place other than you. But if you do feel like you could navigate it with your partner, you know, yeah. I think that you talk about how do we make our relationship a priority? Yeah. You know, you do things that you know, connected you guys in the beginning. Yeah. What are those things? So let me ask you, you a question, T. So if you were um, to start noticing that, that, you know, you were just you know, thinking about other people, how would you tell me that? Because that would be such, I mean, it would be a really hard thing to hear, I'll tell you. So like, how would you tell me? 
You know, I think that's a good question. Thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, I think I would say, you know, I'm just noticing some feelings of like sadness and disconnection. And, you know, I'm, maybe I'm starting to call like my best friend more. Maybe I'm starting to spend more time here at the office after you leave. Um, but I would try to say it in ways like I I'm concerned for me. Yeah. And I, you know, and I really want to feel connected to you. So let's talk about this. Yeah, I think that's nice. I think, think it, it not being a blaming, like that's one thing I really heard from you oh, right yeah. there. It was like you that's weren't huge. blaming me for saying it's like my fault that you're feeling disconnected. I think the other way to go about talking about this really difficult thing is making it, you know, sort of an us problem. You know, if I was going to tell you, I, I would, you know, want to make sure I use a lot of like we statements and, and I owned my own feelings that I just really want us to feel connected and, and I want you to know what I need to feel good about myself so I can like, you know, so I can, I can tell you. Yeah. yeah. And the thing too is maybe, maybe it's not about your partner. Maybe you have some stuff going on at an individual level that, you know, you're, you're processing through because a lot of times we project our own insecurities on our partner yeah. and we make that, that about them. Yep. And if we really look internally, like, you know what, what, how am I contributing to this? Yeah. Um, again, yeah. that can also be really great to, uh, that's when individual counseling can be yeah. really supportive. Yeah. Cause something like someone who struggles with abandonment issues mm -hmm. could in a time where, you know, life gets crazy. Like say, you know, say, uh, you know, I was, had some abandonment issues and then one of our kids is just needing a lot of time and attention and you're just doing what you have to do as a, as a mom and, and give that kid all your attention. And then it triggers me because I'm feeling like, wow, what, what about me? You know, and that might be something that, that I, that we, that you and I got to talk about, mm -hmm. but it might be also something just like I got to work on that. I have to be able to sort of have the emotional resilience to know that there's going to be periods of time for a multitude of reasons, whether it's about parenting or, or maybe you're going through a hard time or maybe you're going through some health stuff. You know, I have to have sort of that, that awareness of my own stuff that, that I won't go looking for it from someplace else because I know that you love me and you're doing everything you can. I do. And I just, I, do, I, I again, I think that we have a lot of unconscious negative core beliefs that we bring into relationships and when we don't understand them, you know, they are unpleasant to feel. And so we just blame our partner and judge them that they are making us feel that way. So again, yeah. counseling, super supportive, or just the biggest thing is just finding a healthy way to talk to your partner without accusation, without yeah. blame, but in a way that's like, I just want to feel connected to you. Like, yeah. let's, let's really yeah. build this. All right. So can I just like recap really quick? Is yeah, that cool? for sure. All right. I mean, so, you know, with all these podcasts, we always want to be giving you guys the, the tools to notice when things are going on in your relationship and how to deal with them. And so today it's the, the grass is not greener. It's about when you start noticing that your attention, appropriate attention is being pulled away from your partner. Mm -hmm. you're, you're on Facebook a lot or you're talking in a more intimate way with somebody where it's not really important. So you notice that you or the other person is, uh, is focusing their attention outside to get their needs met. Right. And we talk about it. You know, we find ways to, to use I statements, to make it about us, to not blame each other, but to have vulnerable conversations about it. Mm -hmm. And then, 
you know, we make a plan. You know, we make a plan to to be connected and whether that's about just spending a little extra time together or seeing a counselor because we need support in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, again, given the, stati the statistics we gave earlier, really the grass is not greener, you know, yeah. and the more that we're able to see that and not buy into the other story that it is, we can do a lot of, a lot of change and really deepen relationships. Yeah, yeah. I think a huge thing too is like, if we notice, you know, if, if we notice that we're thinking the grass is greener, if we don't take the time to let our partner know, we don't really even give them the opportunity to, 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 to be there for us. To understand what the needs yeah, are. To yeah, to understand and be there. So we got to talk about it. So our partner, Take the risk. Yeah, so our part, partner's not like shocked six months later where you're like, where you're basically gone emotionally. Yeah. And they're like, what, what happened? happened? Yeah, yeah it's, it's the worst place to be. All right. Well, All right. I think, yeah, I, th I think that was good. Again, yeah. if you guys ever have any questions or comments, please post them on our social media pages. Um, yeah, you can always we, email us at he said, she said counseling at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, we always answer a couple questions from uh, Instagram and is it Facebook? Yeah. Want me to do, I'll go first. I'll go first with the uh, Facebook question. Take it away. EJ. All right. Uh, our Facebook question is, uh, do you recommend counseling before marriage, even if there isn't a problem? 100% yes, go ahead. 100%, absolutely. We have, in fact, we have a, a program that we've developed all about that, and it's called What's, When Sparks Fly, and it's an it's a eight-week program for couples to come in and, and really learn about what makes a healthy, successful relationship. And, yeah, um, and whether skills you're, and tools. Yeah, and, and there's a, a lot of, a lot, I know a lot of like churches and different organizations really encourage couples uh, to do the same. Communal counseling, yeah. So yeah. We, we, we set up an say... environment where it just feels, you know, very intimate and a, a fun place to kind of learn over eight weeks. Yeah. I think, the gr I think the great thing also about a couple doing this, no matter where you're at, is that if you sort of establish early in your relationship that it's a normal thing to go to a counselor, yes. then when you do face a moment where you guys really need some support and you need a objective you know, uh, opinion to work with you, you've already established that it's something you do and it doesn't feel like a scary, you know, kind yeah, of weird thing to be doing. So yeah, yeah we 100% recommend uh, couples um, early in their relationship to get, get counseling. And, we, and we've had a number of couples have really, you know, great experiences coming in early, uh, you know, early in their relationship. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that question. And that also great. just um, our Facebook, if you do want to share a question on Facebook, uh, it is at he said, she said counseling. You can add that to a post or, or instant message us. All right. So the next one is from Instagram at he said, she said couples. And the question is, have you traveled outside of the country together? Aww. We did. Our honeymoon. Our honeymoon. We went to Costa Rica. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. We did not zip line because EJ is afraid of heights, but that's okay. But we did go in a kayak and Tara <laughs> got bit by a giant bug and, and that was terrible. she was going to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just great seeing, you know, seeing being in a different culture and... Yeah experiencing different foods and, oh, and I mean and doing something just the two of us like I don't even like that was just I mean the for two an extended us. amount of time 10 days <laughs> 10 days just the two of us 
Aye, aye, aye. That was and, amazing. And you know, we often, because that doesn't happen anymore now no. that we have four kids, but it's gonna, um, that's a rarity. Gonna. It's going to happen one day. Yeah. But we often um, look at pictures on Facebook and just remember how, especially in times when we're feeling stressed, like, no, like, that felt really good. Remember, like, there are times where we've had alone time and it felt really quality. Yeah. And so we, we like to reminisce. It's you know? definitely in our, like on our uh, vision board and in our, our yeah. plans though to do do more traveling together because yeah. we, we both love it. We want to do it both together and we want to do it with the kids too. But uh, Yeah, no, but definitely carving out time for, for us yeah. alone in a different yeah. country would be awesome. Would be awesome, All right. yes. <laughs> All right, well, I hope everyone has a great week and yeah, thank yeah. you so much for listening. Again, please feel free to reach out. Yeah. You know, on social media or our email, he said, she said, counseling at gmail.com. Yeah, please give us a like and, uh, and review our podcast. That'd be awesome, too. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Our theme music, Me and You, was written and performed by Barry Lewis Polisar.